Just as Doug Ford's government uh, tables legislation to kill the Green Energy Act, and it is already known that Ford and several other premiers are going to be taking Justin Trudeau and his carbon tax into a courtroom. And we already know that the prime minister's made it clear he's going to fight the next election on forcing his carbon tax nationally. But interestingly, there is a report coming out Monday, some say or believe will change the debate. A group called Canadians for Clean Prosperity, this is a nonpartisan think tank, suggests, yeah, hold your uh, hands over your ears. Pricing carbon will actually put money into the pockets of the middle class. I don't know how that happens, because when you get a carbon tax, it pushes up the the cost of almost everything. But apparently, according to this new report, the feds can somehow take our money, do with it what they do in Ottawa, and give more back in checks to each individual Canadian. And the guy saying this is not exactly part of David Suzuki's fan club. He is, in fact, a former policy director to Stephen Harper. So let's find out what this exactly is. His name's Mark Cameron. He is the executive director over at uh, Canadians for Clean Prosperity. He joins me now. Mark, I think a lot of conservatives will uh, probably not like this study very much. I mean, how all of a sudden, uh, you know, after being told that carbon pricing or cap and trade, all these things are a tax, how is it that you were able to find a way that this can actually work for the average person getting more money back? Well, I think what uh, conservative parties across the country have been focusing on is the cost. And obviously there is a cost associated with the tax. But what they're not thinking about is what will be done with those revenues and that there's a benefit there if government chooses to send it back to people. Uh, so you know, we basically looked at what would happen if the government took all of the carbon revenues collected in provinces that have the federal backstop put on them and found out that, in fact, most households, in fact, almost all households come out ahead. Okay, but let me be the devil's advocate, because you would have to have very, very good uh, government policy to go along with it, because essentially, when you get a a carbon pricing or a carbon tax, you're driving up the price of everything. Companies, a lot of them don't like it and will push back on it. And generally speaking, we've always thought that then it gets passed down to uh, the everyday person. So then how is it that we found a way to make it so that we're getting a check back in the mail? Yeah, and that's and that's true. That I mean, obviously there are direct costs. The carbon tax imposes a cost on gasoline, home heating, things like that, and there are indirect costs that are passed on as well. If it costs more to, you know, take your food to the grocery store, then that gets passed on. But we took all those costs into account in our study. We looked at both the direct and indirect costs. Uh, but we still found that, that more, you know, more people get more money back because it's not the revenue is not only coming from consumers. Revenue is coming from business. Revenue is coming from schools and municipalities, hospitals. Revenue is coming from everyone who's using energy. Uh, but then it's being redistributed to households. Okay, and most and, and a life a lot of critics would say, okay, so this is just wealth redistribution. Is that not what this is? I mean, in a sense, any tax policy where you're giving out a benefit is wealth redistribution. If you're if you're you know collecting taxes and paying out Canada pension, that's that's redistribution. The question is, who are the bene- who are the winners? Who are the losers? Uh, everyone can make choices on their own uh, how to reduce emissions. Uh, you know whether what kind of what kind of car to drive, uh, what kind of insulation to have in their houses, all those kinds of things that affect how much carbon tax they pay but then everyone would receive an equal per capita payment back. 
Right. Okay. Because Mr. Trudeau, to keep it really simple for the listeners, he has said, okay, we're going to take the money, we'll process it through our government coffers, and then we'll send individual checks back uh, to people. Um, and, and that will be a very popular campaign on you. You yourself have run campaigns or been part of campaigns. When you tell the taxpayers, we're going to send you a check, people get very excited about that, which then poses a problem for a guy like Andrew Scheer, because he hasn't said what he will do for any kind of carbon plan. He says he has a plan, but I don't know what he's going to run on. Yeah, and that's the problem. I mean, you know, every economist who's worked in this area will tell you, whether they're conservative economists or more liberal economists, that the most efficient, low-cost way to reduce emissions is putting a price on carbon. If you take the route of regulation, say people have to drive this kind of car, people have to have this kind of chimney on their factories, etc., uh, that, that imposes more costs but there's no revenue to redistribute uh, to, to the people. Right. Okay. And now, look, you come from a Stephen Harper school of, of how to do things. If you use this kind of language and started talking about carbon taxes and mailing back checks, I don't think it would have gone over very well, uh, you know, if you were working for him. But what was it and when did it kind of hit you after the fact that you had found there is a way to make this work? Well, in fact, I, I would actually disagree with that. I think that uh, conservatives have talked about these solutions for a long time. There's a very similar plan in the United States that's being put forward by George Shultz and James Baker, who are both uh, you know, secretaries of Treasury to Ronald Reagan. So this is a conservative idea. Taxes are more efficient than regulation in terms of reducing emissions, and the best thing to do with the tax revenue is simply to give it back to people. I, I might uh, prefer a different tax mix than sending checks directly back to people, but you know that's certainly something that the Harper government did quite a lot as well. Right. Okay, right. And he had his tax credits for sports and things like that, and they gave back in different areas. So then what will a guy like Andrew Scheer do? Because clearly this is going to be something that Mr. Trudeau is going to campaign on. He's already said he's going to campaign on this. This is a very big issue for the provinces, many of which are now suing uh, the feds. How do you, as Andrew Scheer, campaign against this, but then still look like or you know deliver on some kind of environmental policy? Well, I think he's got a couple of options. One is he could accept the idea of some form of carbon price, but but uh, use a different method of, of giving money back, give money back as as tax cuts directly, as opposed to uh, you know the more populist checks in the mail. Uh, or, as I say, he could bring in some kind of a regulatory system that would achieve reductions. But the risk of that is that ends up imposing more costs on industry than a simple price. Okay. And you've got more coming out. So what is what is the goal with this particular study and research that you've been doing with, with, the, with your group? Well, the goal of this study is simply to look at what would happen if uh, the federal government you know, did what they said they're going to do, which is impose the backstop on provinces like Ontario and Saskatchewan that don't have a carbon tax and send the money directly back to people. And we got a, a well-recognized environmental economist, Dave Sawyer, to, to you know, run the numbers. And you know, we were actually surprised at how beneficial it was for most families, particularly lower-income families. Right. And, and have you, I mean, is this something that the Trudeau government has already adopted? Or is this a system or a, or a formula that you guys came up with and that they could then adopt? something that they've talked about, but they haven't really put forward a lot of details as to how they how they would do it. Uh, so so this is not, you know, government policy, but this is something that they're certainly thinking about. And, you know, we just wanted to see what it would look like in real life. Well, in other words, I think they've struggled. I mean, they can't even explain the price of carbon. I mean, they have had a really hard time selling this thing for three years. And I think what you've done <laughs> is given them their talking points moving forward to say, see, now this guy is showing us how to make it work. 
Well, look, if they if they wanted to implement this, I, I don't really care, you know, who gets the credit. I just think it's it's important uh, that we have good climate policy that doesn't impose, uh, you know, too high costs on the economy and, and actually helps people. Right. And, and forever. And, and I've got to uh, finish it up on, on this point. But we have been hearing, you know, neutral, anything carbon neutral, that just doesn't work. It just does not. BC's not no longer, uh, you know, revenue neutral. Um, is this the way that we move forward and, and say this is one way we can be successful? It is. I mean, the federal legislation says that all the revenues have to be given back to the province it came from. The federal government can't keep a single cent of it. Uh, and and you know, frankly, BC's tax was revenue neutral for eight years, mm-hmm. and BC did very well. Uh, so, so the idea that revenue neutral doesn't work, uh, you know, it, I know there's a lot of rhetoric out there, but if you look at the numbers, it worked very well in BC for eight years. Yeah, and, and well, I guess a lot of people say it just didn't last. So, uh, all right, well, we'll wait and hear more details, but nonetheless, there'll be a lot of uh, eyebrows raised to see if this is the way you go forward. But Mark, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks very much, Alex. That is uh, Mark Cameron, and you know that'll create a lot of chatter, but... The day I can see a government, um, you know, pulling in all these taxes from all these provinces, neatly, tidily, and not losing any of them, and then giving us apparently more back, that would be a miracle that we have yet to see in this country. That's when I will buy it, when that check goes in my pocket. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.